It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. Before I go to the questions about love and relationships, I just want to talk about how I feel about what's going on. So, you know, all my family is in Paris, uh, lockdown, uh, and then my goddaughter is in California. Uh, so, you know, I'm pretty much by myself in the Midwest, and there's my team. But I really feel that we have to send good vibes out into the universe right now, to each other. Talk to each other, reach out to each other, send texts to each other, communicate. We have to keep the sound full of life, not the sound of silence. Because we don't need to be depressed, right? So uh, that's what I'm here for. That's what The Rendezvous is here for. And if you miss some shows and you're home and you want to just check it out, you know, or check my podcast, La Confession, just go on my website, therendezvousshow.com. It's all there. And I'm here for you, you know, so you can always reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at Rendezvous Radio. And you calls are next on The Rendezvous. Alissa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alissa. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Thank you so much. I listen to your show every night and I hear... Uh. So many beautiful love stories, and I just wanted to see if I could add one of my own. Oh, please, and thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to tell you guys about this beautiful date that I was taken on. Um, I had just met someone, and we'd been out a few times, but mm-hmm. we didn't know each other that well. Um, and we decided to go on a walk to a park. And we had this picnic that was by a stream. And I I think the really, my favorite part about it was that it wasn't anything fancy. Mm -hmm. We really just sat down. We watched the birds and, you know, watched some ducks and just really watched the world go by and talked Mm -hmm. and observed. And it was like, it was one of the simplest dates that I've ever been on, but it was also just one of the best. I see. What do you think made it the best date ever? I think it was just the fact that we had time together and the focus of it was just being with each other, talking, listening. You know, it wasn't, we weren't focused on trying to impress anyone. It was just that quietness of being together and that was the event if that i don't know if that makes sense it, it does i i understand it's the wonderful sound of silence also sometimes where you feel so comfortable with each other that you can enjoy uh, a time like this so yeah i understand alisa thank you so much for sharing that story that's a wonderful and beautiful date uh and and i thank you for for calling me and sharing it with us tonight Oh, thanks, Simon. Like I said, I love listening to your show and hearing from everyone, and I'm so glad I could be a part of it, too. Thank you. You are forever in the library of the love story of the rendezvous. So thank you so much. Thank you. You know, there is something very deep that I want to talk about when it comes to being together and the sign of silence. Let's talk about that next. Do you remember going on a first date or a second date? And during the dinner, during the evening, there was a moment of silence. And during that moment, you were so surprised because it didn't feel awkward. It didn't feel uncomfortable. It felt normal. And that is something 
that for me is a total green light. When you can, just for about, even it's a couple of minutes, not say anything, that you don't have to feel, feel the silence by always talking. Even if you have a great conversation, but you can be together in the sign of silence and happy, that's a great sign of comfort and safety for both partners. Talking of this, let me share with you a little personal story of mine. That story is next. Do you remember a time where you met somebody and felt really comfortable in the sign of silence? Do you remember that? Because I remember, and that started when I was 13 with my first girlfriend, Christabel, the one and only. We were together in the Garden of Luxembourg in Paris, which is very romantic. And we talked and talked, and then we stopped talking. We were both 13 and a half, first love, and I felt like we were meant to be together forever. And that sign of silence was romantic. The birds, the tree, the, the Luxembourg garden. That's the first time in my life I realized if you can be comfortable in the silence, it's the beginning of a great love story, even if it's not forever. You call that next. 855-905-8255. In English, 855-905-8255. Jamie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jamie. What is going on tonight? Okay, so I have like this issue. I met this guy at a party that I really like, but he's like 20 years older than me. Uh huh. And that's kind of like the problem. Like my friends think that he's like too old and that it'll be like gross. I don't know. But I'm, I'm excited. I think he's cool and I'd really like to see him. And he likes me. But yeah, we're both, even him, he's kind of like, I don't know about the age difference. So I was just kind of wondering what you think. Okay. Uh, Jamie, how old are you? I am 32. And he's 52? Yes. Well, I think that you both adults, you both have you know no one to answer to. You both feel what you feel. And I think you should go with it. I think truly, if you're on the same page when it comes to lifestyle number one so you know like the way you live you guys feel that's the case that you're on the same lifestyle yeah yeah we do like i'm not a big partier we're kind of like at a friend's like a common friend's house for that party yeah and the second thing is about the kids do you think that he wants kids and you want kids you guys have discussed this and you just both don't want kids Oh, no, we have not discussed that, but, like, I don't really care necessarily if I have kids, so it's kind of up to him. Like, I'm kind of easy-breezy on that. Well, then, Jamie, of course, then here's the thing. Don't listen to anybody else but your intuition. You are an adult woman. You have no one to answer. Not society, no one else but you, your heart, and your intuition. So go for it, and I wish both of you well and wonderful things. Thank you so much, Simon. You you are most welcome. Age doesn't matter when we are adults, plain and simple. No one should tell us what to do when it comes to love for two adults, period. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you, Jamie, and have a good night. Oh, I just got a good question sent to me on my email. So stay with me. Somebody needs me to kind of translate what something really means. That's next. If you can't call me but you have a question, you can always email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's going on with Serafina? What is she not understanding? Okay, so Serafina says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Serafina. I'm really into this guy I've been dating and we have so much fun together. 
The only problem is he keeps telling me not to fall in love with him. And every time he says it, I ask why, and he just says, I'm just warning you. It seems like he's joking, but I'm not sure. Why would he keep saying this to me, and how should I respond? Serafina, that's a great question. What does it really mean when somebody you're dating says, do not fall in love with me? I'll tell you that next. If you're dating somebody and they tell you not to fall in love with them, what do you think it means? Because that's exactly the question Serafina asked me. What does it mean when the guy I'm dating and we have so much fun keeps telling me not to fall in love with him? It means this guy is not available. He's enjoying you. He's enjoying maybe the relationship, but he's not going to fall in love with you. He's telling you the truth. So if you want my advice, get out of this relationship. Don't be mad at him because he's honest. But if somebody tells you, don't fall in love with me, they're telling you the truth. It's a projection, meaning I'm not falling in love with you. Take it seriously. So good luck to you, Serafina. Find yourself who doesn't say that to you. That's not what you want in your relationship. You call that next. If you have a romantic or love story that happened to you, you want to share with me. Darlene, Daphne, bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, Daphne. Welcome to the rendezvous. I know you have a romantic story you want to share with me. I do. It's something that I didn't actually realize was happening for a long time. Uh, my husband, every night before I go to bed, he fluffs my pillows. And I didn't know he was doing this until at some point he had to go out of town for work. And, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get to sleep as easily. And then I realized that every night before I go to bed, <laughs> he does this without me knowing. That is a funny story, definitely. It is, <laughs> I, knew, I, I never realized he did it. I haven't actually told him that I realized he did it because he never pointed it out. So it seems like it's, he just wants to do this little nice thing for me. But I, you got to tell him that you appreciate it so much, though, because let's say I'm your husband, and, and not that I expect anything in return or a thank you note, but, but I think now that you know, it, it just it's romantic to say, you know, thank you, my love, for making my night uh, more uh, comfortable. That's a good idea. I should. Yes. I should. I wasn't sure whether I should, but you're right. I should. It's always important to say thank you when your partner does something nice for you, even if they don't expect it. I just think these two words is just very nice. So, Daphne, you know what to do, but thank you for sharing that story. And that's thank also you. inspirational because I think when we sleep together every single night, if we can help each other sleeping better, that is also romantic. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you so much, Daphne, and have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Little nice things in a relationship, they go a long way. I want to talk a little more about this next. How much little, very sweet little gestures do you do for each other when you're in a relationship? Think about it, okay? For instance, do you sometimes write love notes, leave it on the fridge, leave it on her or his desk, leave it, you know, on the dresser, wherever, have a great day, honey, or uh, good luck with this meeting, uh, I'm thinking of you. Those, those go a long way, little things, little sweet little things, right? A little text, I like, how are you? Just asking the person how they are, acknowledging that you know, th you're thinking about them. When you're in a relationship, I think acknowledging is important. Compliments, just, you know, you're looking good, honey, good luck, just things like this. It just, I think, goes a long way. 
I have my own little romantic things that I do when I'm in a relationship, and I'm going to share it with you next. So here's what I do when I'm in a relationship, and uh, I want to express kind of my romantic mood. I love to prepare the breakfast for my girlfriend and bring her to bed. It is my thing. I Because I wake up early, and I'm the first one to brew a good coffee for her if she drinks coffee. Um, I drink black tea, so Earl Grey. But uh, I have both at home just in case. And then uh, do the toast and whatever cereal she likes. Or I can prepare a waffle, a Belgian waffle, things like this. I love Belgian waffles, by the way. So anyway, when that is ready and I'm you know, got the jam and everything else, and then I bring her up to the bedroom and I wake her up with her breakfast in bed. And just I get... Very happy to do this. That's my thing. Try it if you haven't tried. It's it's a winner. Uh, you call that next. Thank you for joining me tonight on the rendezvous, Jeannette. Bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jeannette. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you? Yeah. So I live in upstate New York, and um, the other night at about three in the morning, I woke up. My husband woke up. We heard something on the back porch, right outside of our bedroom window. And we turned on the light, and it was a big, big black bear eating um, the bird feeders. And my husband is a very active uh, birder, and he teaches birding for the local colleges. Um, mm-hmm. But I want the bird feeder taken down. It scares me. We live in the woods, and I, I don't. We ended up getting in a big fight about it because it's one of the things that he really likes, and I just don't really know what to do. I don't feel comfortable with the bird feeders up. I see. When when you had the fight with your husband, what was his argument for keeping it there since obviously it is not safe? Well, he, he thinks that the bear's skittish and that it would be okay and I don't need to worry about, about it and that, you know, he doesn't think that I should take something down and I feel bad because it's something that he really loves, but I do feel unsafe. So it's hard for me to follow his, his thinking. How about... Um, is there a way to move that bird feeder from, like, very far away from the house? Yeah, but I I mean, I guess so. But I think now the bear just is going to still be attracted to the smell of it. I don't really know. Because I'm trying to find a compromise for you and your husband, right? Because when there is a fight, I like to use the word and strategy compromising because I think it's the only way. So do you think if you sit down with your husband and, and would say, look, listen, I know you love the bird feeder. I think it's dangerous for us. Can we find a compromise where maybe it's far away and then safe enough so it doesn't come close to your house ever? Um, do you think your husband would be open to that? Yeah, I think so. I, I know that he loves me and he wants me to feel safe. Um, well, exactly. So I, I like the idea that you open the conversation. Listen, you know, I don't want to fight again, but I want to be safe. I want us to be safe. I know you love the bird feeder. How far would you be willing to move it out of, you know, the house area so that we're all safe. Yeah, I think I could do that. And maybe, Jeanette, you Google before you do that, how far should it be away if there's anything like this on Google so that you know ahead of time what is the right distance between you and that bird feeder and the bear. Okay. Okay? Kind of, you're going to prepare the negotiation. Right. Okay, Okay. All right, mm-hmm. good luck to you. Call me back if there is any other issues with this because I want you to be safe. And in the name of love, we should want you to be safe too. So I think you can find out the right solution. Okay, thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Have a good night, Janet. You too. More rendezvous next. <laughs> I want to finish the show. I'm, I'm smiling because, first of all, you know, I I'm, I'm feel grateful we can 
uh, go to work. I must say, you know, I, I think of my friends and the ones that cannot go to work. And also, you know, the difficulties it creates. Uh, friends of mine that are waitresses, waiters, cooks and stuff like that. Difficult times. But the joie de vivre, la joie de vivre, keeping it up is so important. Keeping the, the, the energy in the universe positive. I, I really believe that. You may think, ah, oh, silly Simon. I'm a silly guy. I'm a silly French guy. We know that already. But I believe in do good, feel good. I believe like solidarity, all for one, one for all. I believe your problem is my problem. My problem is your problem in this very tough time. And when it comes to love and relationships, even more these days. So at any time, if you have a question, reach out to me, please. And not just at night during the show hours, but during the daytime on social media. Just go to my Twitter and Instagram account at Rendezvous Radio and say, hey, Simon. And listen, I'm home. It's not like I'm doing a lot. So I'm preparing for the show, but I can't wait to hear from you. So don't hesitate. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, listening to me tonight and have a good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.